You are listening to a Jesus Film Project podcast, The Unheard Story, where we tell stories that the world needs to hear. Welcome to The Unheard Story podcast. We're really excited today. Joe and I are both here. And we are going to talk to Mark Virgo, and he works for Jesus Film. Mark, welcome, and can you share with us what you do at the Jesus Film? Yes. Well, thanks for having me. It's an honor. I am our, it's called uh, our Global Digital Solutions Director. It's quite a title, but we, uh, I lead all the teams that have all the Jesus Film products that are focused on serving the field to help share the gospel, to do discipleship, to do, uh, help plant churches, um, and I'm excited that, that um, you know, digital allows us to do both breadth, being able to share literally to millions online, but that also out of that depth, all the way down to that single person and connecting them with another local believer that they get to be involved in a local church. And so it uh, really allows us to, to go places that we've never been able to. So, Mark, I remember um, meeting you back in February, I think for the first time, and Yes. We had some really cool stuff to share um, at the time. Uh, Laura and I were both just enamored by um, kind of the new stuff that's going on, um, especially in the digital space. Do you want to share a little bit about what's going on? Yeah, I'd love to. Um, oh, there's so much going on, but I think one of the big picture uh, pieces, actually I was in a meeting with Josh New this morning, and he said, we do, we're better when we are closer to the field. That sums it up really well. Um, that, that's what we've been doing in digital. Um, we've been working on this for years. Um, and it's really, it's really taking off. Um, we've erased from our, 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 our vocabulary doing things for the field. We call it doing things with the field and in the field. We literally you know, want to work hand in hand with amazing people that are day in and day out sharing their faith I call it, they have like the tacit knowledge of what it means to share the gospel to their, to the people in their community. Like they know exactly what to do. And so we need to empower them to say what gets programmed and we need to take it another further. That's just doing it with them. Then doing it in the field is like, then they um, help do the coding themselves. And we have teams doing that. Um, so one example of that uh, I shared in February um, is that the team in Ethiopia joined us as our first digital hub. Uh, and the Jesus Film app that was released just last week was coded in partnership with that team. So a good chunk of that code was written literally in the field with the field. Yeah, Mark, when we say coded coding, do you mean um, they're working on the software code with you? or how Yes, do you have a yes, yes. Wow. Like the, the whole thing. So, you know, and, th- and that's this is this is a big shift. It's not just, hey, come ask them, you know, what do you need? And then go off, you know, come back to America and build it. It's okay, great. That's what we need. Now let's, let's build it together. And then the day is in the field. They're testing it. They had a big outreach. Um, In fact, they had a training like four days later and they trained 2000 college students uh, on using the app for evangelism. Um, And they sent me pictures. I was like, I wish, you know, like in a podcast, you can't see this, but they sent me a picture of the students trying to get <laughs> selfies of sharing on this on this screen. And they said, we're going to give you a prize for whoever shares, who's the most likes on their share for, you know, what they're doing here and at the, this conference. And the kids were almost battling to get their, their selfies as quick as possible so they could win. And 
um, there was just a lot of excitement and and it was just he said there was like a whole different feel that this is like this is ours yeah like, i am with the person who coded it like and the team that spoke into it this isn't some other this isn't the jesus film app you know from some of other people this is my app this is this is what how i share my faith um and it's in my heart language um so yeah it's just it's so cool that's so cool mark i i love that and you know what i've what i've noticed you know the last you know five to ten years is a lot of criticism about the missions field in some fashion you know a lot of times people um are concerned about the Western, you know, missionary coming into a different country and, mm-hmm. you know, sort of doing all the work themselves and, mm-hmm. um, and, and not really uh, integrating well with the indigenous people of a, of a country. Um, can you speak a little bit to that? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I totally agree. Um, you know, I took a seminary class on missions and the, the seminary professor said, you know, there's really been four eras of missions and the one that we've just entered into he called it the global era of missions literally global and local if you push those two words together global um and i actually love that picture he said because up to this point there's been a lot of like where do we go and it's you know others going into another country and two of the other to the unreached people group and we still need to do that but where we're where we've entered now is um the local indigenous people want to reach their own people. Um, and uh, I think the global church needs to back off and play uh, harmony uh, and let the local teams play the melody, like let them be in charge. Like let's empower them to reach their, their people. Uh, they know best. They, you know, and uh, as, as we've done outreaches, you know, we, we've tried to do digital like ads online and stuff when we've been working with these local teams, they're like, this is what you need to have the ad about because this is what people care. And, mm. oh my gosh, it's like, it's it's literally factors more effective. Um, That's amazing. And, yeah. Yeah, and I, I don't want to downplay the, the things that, you know, Western Western missionaries have done in the past because, you know, obviously those, those efforts have been fruitful right. and sort of laid groundwork for a lot of other people. So... But um, but it seems like we are entering into a new era where, you know, there's different cultural sensitivities. I think we're we're gaining more, you know, um, just uh, sensitivity, I guess, to to local people, their customs, their cultures. Um, Laura and I got a chance to visit uh, the Yucatan Peninsula, and we saw this firsthand. Where um, I just feel like the Jesus film plays very well with um with others you know they they come alongside they partner um they they empower but then um we saw we saw a local ministry um going to village to village and we got to partner with them and it was such a great experience just to see the body of christ working together um in communion rather than just sort of you know one person kind of coming in and, and taking over and doing something themselves so i i love the vision it's, it's yeah. I think it's where God's guiding us. And I think it's, it's us as the, as the, you know, more kind of like, a, if you picture us as like a global, global, the global church, we're coming alongside and we're just trying to research and empower the local church. So they own mm-hmm. the mission. And, you know, we don't, we can't see in the future, but what I'm seeing around the world is that countries are closing. 
Um, and I mean, the governments are shutting out uh, missionaries and, and the ability to get mm-hmm. in and reach the countries. Um, but ma- imagine if the local church, the, the local believers are empowered and that they have everything like in their hands that they don't need access to the internet. They don't need access to uh, other mission groups to be able to accomplish the mission God's called them to. They're fully empowered there. The gospel is going to continue to go forth. Um, and so the local team in Ethiopia, the, the feature that it's all built, we just are finishing testing before we released it, is to be able to share the Jesus One app and all the content from phone to phone with zero internet. Can you imagine someone in one of these countries where the where the government closes everything down? Um, now, if just a few people have it, they can continue to share. They'd have everything they need to, to hear the word of God, to grow in their faith, to share it with others, to plant churches, um, all literally in the palm of their hand, and um, no internet. And when you say the Jesus Film app, you mean what we have available? Is that there? Or is it something similar? I know it's the whole film, yes. and then there's a many other films. Um, yeah, so the is app is literally is the whole. It's the whole library of our films. So it's not just okay. the Jesus film. Yeah, there's. I think we have a hundred thousand films in that library. So wow. it is a lot. Uh, we did a training. I was part of in East Africa, and they said, you know, it would take you. I don't remember. It was several years to watch all the films that are. Oh, in there. really? You know, oh like goodness. there's a lot of films. Um, and, uh, and so does it also have links to the scripture and I can't remember cause we were, I was talking great to questions. Yeah. There's like conversation starters for each, uh, clip. Um, and then there's also, we've got links in there to online courses with partner ministries that address real felt needs. It was, it was really cool. I was just on the call last week. Uh, with the team in Uganda, and they said, man, some of our real strong felt needs is around uh, people that are struggling with alcoholism and pornography and other areas, and we've got links to courses Mm -hmm. in there. Um, So it's just really helping resource them with video-based content, um, the scripture in their heart language, and then connecting that to then resources to help with their, their felt needs. I think it's a sustainable model. Definitely. When you were at the, we met you back in February, Felt like you were sharing about something kind of brand new. I'm gonna butcher it if I try to <laughs> repeat it, but I remember um, it wasn't just about the app. I think it was. Are we talking about next steps? Probably. Yeah. 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 Next steps. It was sort of like um, the uh, <clears throat> the question and answer, or the the kind of the leading questions to figure out. You know, if somebody wanted to take the next step and learn more about Jesus, I think that was yes. Oh, I mean, this this is the problem that every ministry on the planet is trying to solve: is how do we make it so that everyone, when they engage at whatever level they do, that they always have a relevant next step. Um, mm-hmm. And so, you know, if you think really level, someone watches a YouTube clip, how do we offer them a relevant next step in their faith? How do we give them an opportunity? to learn more about Jesus, to ask questions with someone. And so we've just connected uh, YouTube up with Next. And so we've put on, we're, we're trialing as we, as we scale this, we put this on 30 films on our YouTube channel um, that had about 15 million views last year. And we've already seen thousands of people. I got to go pull up the exact number here. Um, I'm going to pull it up because this is just so encouraging. Uh, It's right here. We've already seen, 
uh, 1.3 million people view the Jesus film on YouTube that, that have these ability to go to the next step. 1,484 wow. already came, landed on one of these next step pages. And then um, 178 went all the way through answering the questions, talking with people. Um, 65 went through a full gospel presentation and 40 indicated decision to follow Christ. That was just on That's another experiment. Uh, yeah. And, and we're going to expand this. Our goal is to have over 30% of those films um, for people in the hardest to reach places on the planet to have those relevant next steps all connected with what we're calling next steps all the way down to where they could chat with a local believer that's close to them. And we're gonna have that, we want to have that done in a year. That's so great, and, and it, it's encouraging to hear that, especially with um, you know the current events going on, the unrest around the world. Like you said, the, the, there's lots of countries that are closing their borders, um, mm -hmm. and and you know some of them are are potentially hostile to the gospel message and Christian min, uh, missionaries um, coming into the country. So it's just so cool to hear how the Jesus film, how the how the body of Christ is is working despite these impediments. Right. Yeah. Well, they can close their borders, but you know, YouTube is pretty borderless in terms <laughs> of the world. Right. Uh, and that is, that is another part of digital that it allows us to go areas that uh, we wouldn't normally be able to. So Mark, I know that um, when we spoke, we, uh, we have a common background um, in electrical engineering <laughs> and, and we really connected over that. But, um, I was I was really encouraged as well, just in terms of the the type of people that the Jesus Film Ministry uh, attracts to want to work for them. You know, you could be doing electrical engineering for a company. You could be building a business. What is it about the Jesus Film for you that's um, that's impactful and and want made you want to be part of all this? Wow, that is a great question. Make make think personally, big deep. Um, you know, without going all the way back, I think the most recent what what happened, what has consistently happened over and over, is when I get in the field and I I see the the faith and the heart for uh, someone to reach their own people. I just Mac, I want to be a part. Of helping them do that um, and so we'll share our story in a moment but uh, I met uh, Biang in Ethiopia and um, as I was sitting at the table and I, I was hearing some of their stories I started to weep and I actually climbed under the table <laughs> and I just sat there and just cried and uh, I feel like God was saying like this is why I put you here this this is this is your job and to help fulfill the Great Commission I've gifted you in this way. I platformed you here. Um, support them. Like you don't have a front row seat. Your your job is to help lift them up and, and empower them. And that's really that was a shift. That was a significant shifting point for me. Of like, okay, we're not doing things for the field anymore. Um, we're going to do it with them. Um, so cool. I love that. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, um, and just to give you a little bit of a an intro to be young. He is just one of those amazing followers of Jesus, and he's living out his faith regularly. We message multiple times a week, and he keeps telling me stories of what God 
has been doing. And I, mm. I haven't, haven't been telling people. And so this is literally two days ago. He got back from a motorcycle mission trip deep into the rural part of Chad. And as he got back, he messaged me this story. And I was like, that's it. We've got to tell some people. And uh, so I'm excited that we get to have him on here yeah, just to hear one of those stories. This is a fresh one. And I think it's be really powerful for you to hear it from his voice. So I'll introduce him. Uh, his name's Byung. He lives in Dejamena, Chad. He's the digital leader for Campus Crusade for Christ there. And um, you're in for a real treat. Awesome. So Biang, I'm so glad that uh, you're on here with us because I, I just think people need to hear from your, directly from you to hear your voice share what God is doing. Yeah. Um, and how long ago was it? Just a few days ago, you got back from the village, and some of the stories yeah. we're about to share. Yes, I I, I came home. Uh, I got home back home uh, on Monday Monday night. Okay. I arrived, I arrived uh, at home Monday, uh, I think around 10, 10 p.m. in the night. Yeah, so about like five days ago. So this yeah, is really days. recent. Yeah, five wow. days ago. Yes. <laughs> Welcome and, back. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> That's why his internet now and is able to, to share. Yeah. Um, so, Bing, would you start by sharing just what God put on your heart uh, and why he, he felt like he was calling you to these villages and just how this all started. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, the, the whole thing started some months ago. Um, I, I love going to, to, to minister to uh, leaders, pastors, and working with them and giving them more resources for ministry uh, in the village, uh, in some regions. And I started working uh, some years ago. So, uh, but for this year, uh, what God put into my mind, into my heart, was to 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 start a really uh, a discipleship program, an intense discipleship program, where I could go to a village. Uh, where people have problems with the resources and uh, there's no evangelism. We see people dying without receiving Christ and you know, the leaders are not equipped and uh, they also need resources so that they will be able to to touch people's lives and touch, you know, see souls being won to Christ. Uh, it's something that is not really common because most of our missions we do we we walk into in cities and but thousands and thousands of people are dying in in the village so i mm-hmm. uh, when i realized that there is no real discipleship because in most of these villages in the country there is no discipleship the more the thing that is more is being done is just that when someone decides to go to church yeah, they will just accept the person like in the community, but there is no growth, there is no program, no schedule, nothing to do to help the person grow into Christ likeness and become a disciple of Christ. And uh, there is no discipleship, no evangelization. Uh, so I, I had this burden to go and 
to really work with some people. So that's yeah. how it started. And uh, um, since great. I know many villages, I, I had this idea. I said, okay, I need to start from somewhere because I know the discipleship works more when you have just less, less people. So I, I, I started praying and uh, God laid into my heart a name of a village uh, where people do not speak my language, people do not speak French, and many people don't know how to write, they don't know how to read, even even though they are church leaders. Um, so the name of the village was Pascaline, uh, and uh, they speak my, my wife's language. And uh, I started learning that language when we started dating with my wife, and I, I was not, not really fluent in it, but I, I, I had this this uh, heart for the for, for the village, and I said, okay, I am going to learn to speak fluently that language. So that's how I started and uh, chose a village, a particular village, and I planned to go to that village, many trips. I will go there, spend some days, live with them, and really have an intense discipleship program with them. So that's how I started. And uh, in that village, there is no road for cars. So the only way for me to get to that village is through motor motorcycle. So because the car would not be able to get there. So that's that's how I the things wow. the whole thing started. So I started praying over it, and I said, okay, what, where am I going to start from? But thankfully, uh, I talked to a pastor who is in that village, and I explained to him my plan of really training people who will be able to make disciples, uh, train people who will really be disciples of Christ. But I told him that I will need just five people to start with. Mm -hmm. So that's how the whole thing started. Yeah. Well, you got you just got to keep going because it, it it just keeps getting better and better. It's just, so you started with five. Your first trip there. Yeah. Um, and how long and, does it take uh, to get there? A motorcycle. Um, ten hours on a motorcycle. Wow. Oh my goodness. Okay. It's a long way. It's it's hundreds of kilometers out into the bush. Yes. <laughs> so. Wow. But it's exciting. We're reaching the last lease in the lost. Um, and, yeah. uh, so the road is really, really bad. And uh, uh, for me to go on a motorcycle, it takes up to 10 hours. Uh, but with the car, it's not possible. So right. uh, when I started my first trip, uh, I went there. I met the pastor. And uh, he found he talked he talked to some people who were really um, who decided to join. So I had the five people with whom we started. And uh, the first thing I started doing is to share the gospel to all of them to make sure that they understand and they have received Christ. And uh, mm -hmm. the main tool I used was uh, the Jesus film that I started with because I showed the Jesus film to all of them and. Uh, in that same village, I knew that the, the program I had to do was to uh, share the gospel to, to them and tell them how to share the gospel and also do a discipleship and tell them how they will be able to make disciples as well. So every day we have a film to show. 
not only to them but to the village and uh, we started with a series of Jesus film so when we started the first the first trip I stayed went there and spent five days and during the five days we started with the Jesus film and as uh, for the follow-up uh, lessons for those people who I'm training I started with a series of walking with Jesus so I started with walking walking with Jesus uh, and it was really really encouraging because the walking with Jesus series helped them to understand uh, Christian's life and how to be a disciple of Christ so um, when we finished they were really challenged because the life of the um, of some people in the walking with Jesus film um, is is looks like their own situation because they are living somehow in the same situation because they are farming and uh, they don't have schools and they don't have many things to do so many people were just challenged by the life of the king in the walking with Jesus series and the life of uh, um, of the young man who uh, who also received Christ and during that first mm. first trip uh, they were challenged through the film to see the need of going out and sharing the gospel because they have a culture the church culture in the in the in the region is just that when someone wants to go to Christ they don't need to go out and share the gospel they don't do any campaign or any uh, evangelization program so they they think everybody knows the gospel so everybody knows and if someone wants to become a Christian he just needs to get to the church but they have no program to go out so uh, they were really challenged through the walking with Jesus Hill series then they understood mm -hmm. that they don't need to wait for people to come to them but they need to get out and go and share the gospel so that was that was really a challenge and um, we finished the first trip. I finished the first trip with a challenge that they needed to go and talk to Jesus, talk to people about Jesus. So when yeah. uh, we finished that, I came back home and uh, stay, I stayed some weeks, two or three weeks. And I planned another trip again. And when I got back, uh, I found really, really encouraging um, situations or testimonies about that. So there is a man who is called Antoine, and he lives very far from where we are having the training. But because he loves Jesus, he decided to be part of the training. He comes on the, on the bicycle, and he spends about two hours to get to where we stay in. Every day he goes and comes back for the training. Hmm. And uh, he, he shared wow. the testimony that he was really challenged by the life of the king and also the life of Dauda in the Walking with Jesus series, that he understood that he did not need to wait for people to come to him or to come to church, but he needs to get out and talk to people about Jesus. So what happened was that in, the same, in his village, there is a woman who used to be a Christian, who used to go to church, but she decided not to, to stop going to church. And she told all her children that whenever she is sick, if someone goes and calls 
the church leaders because uh, that's what they all the 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 people do. When someone says, when someone is sick and the person knows that he is going to die or something like that, the person will just send so that they will call the church people. And when the church people come, the person will just confess. And uh, when the person dies, okay, the church will take over. So, but it is that's what they do. And the woman told her children that she doesn't want anybody to go and call the church leaders when she will be sick. If someone, if one of her children goes and talks to the church leaders or to the church members about her sickness, when she dies, her spirit will never let that person. So they were really afraid. And she said, no matter what happens, if the person calls the church, then her spirit will never let the, let the person. Hmm. And uh, some, some, some days after, she, she exactly fell sick. She felt sick, and um, as she was feeling really bad, she called her children and told them to go and call people from the church. But the children refused because they were afraid, and they said, okay, that's a sickness that is affecting their mother. But they are afraid because if they call, she said that if, they, if someone calls the church, her spirit will never let the person. So they refused to go and call the church members because she wanted to talk to someone. And as this guy is going through the training, he went, uh, he, he, he had this, this mind after the, 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 the first mission we had, he just said, okay, I need to go and talk to that woman about Jesus again. And this is how she got to, to the woman's house and found that woman completely sick and was expecting someone uh, to go and call the church members. So when she got there, he talked to the woman about Jesus, and she he, she she received Christ that day. And he was really really happy to see that they they don't need to wait for people to come, but they need to go out and talk to people about Jesus. So that woman gave her life to Christ, and uh, her children, up to now, they are. They are a little bit afraid because they say if they are afraid of their mother's spirit, but nothing is happening. It is an opportunity for them to hear about Jesus, and the guy is still praying for for them to receive Christ. And he has talked to them about Jesus and the possibility for them to become Christian. You see, mm. he is explaining that their mother has she died after confessing after receiving Christ. Wow. Yeah, but wow. he is explaining to them that they will have this same possibility because their mother is staying in a place where there is no suffering and mm. she will never come back. Her spirit will never come back to disturb anybody. Yeah. So they are still on that uh, process and we, we are trusting God for their, their life that they will also accept Christ. So when Antoine came to our second trip, our second mission, my second mission when Antoine came, he shared his testimony about what happened and how God has really used him to, to save the woman's life. Yeah. Uh, there is the man who is called Hinmare Eli. He's an old man. And uh, he was really encouraged and also challenged at the same time. Yeah, and he went, when he got home the next day, 
he went and decided to go and share the gospel to his neighbor. When he got to the neighbor's house, he did not find the man, but he found his wife at home and uh, decided to talk to the woman about Jesus. And the woman, they have been neighbors for more than six hours, six years. But the, she always goes to church, but the woman has never uh, gone to church. And that day, the woman said her husband is not around, but she has decided to receive Christ as well. And he was surprised because to him, the mo he, he used to go to church. If the woman needed to go to church, she would have just done it. But when he talked to her about Jesus and the, the woman said she also decides to receive Christ, he was really happy and surprised at the same time. So, so uh, he came back and shared to us how the Lord has really touched the, the heart of the woman and uh, also how That's the woman amazing. has used Christ at the same time. So we've seen already some changes in the life of the people who have been trained and how they are taking initiative to go and talk to people about Jesus and mm -hmm. how people are responding and people are giving their lives to Christ. And that's the whole thing started from this uh, follow-up lessons through the, the Walking with Jesus series. Mm -hmm. the, and many things continue at the same time. Uh, you know, the life of the... A life of a disciple... We talk about discipleship, it's all about going and making disciples as well. There is a man who is called Eli, his first name is Mbarmo Eli. He went and he decided to to plant a new church, just like you watched in the, in the Walking with Jesus series. Uh, he left his village and went to a place where there is no church, no school, no hospital and it is just a bush and he decided to establish there and he had in, in mind to go and to plant a church in that village and as he talked about his this his church really encouraged him and they started a program to plant a church in a village which is a, very far from from the from the main road from the main city and it's just in the bush. There's nothing inside there. No water, no nothing. And when he got there, he talked to the chief and they started the program and shared the gospel. And with the, pro with the program that is going on, uh, the discipleship program that is going on, he was really encouraged and he said, okay, I am going to do something different. I'm going to make disciples as well. And he shared the gospel, and many people decided to receive Christ. And he started a new church with uh, about 42 now. I think I go, uh, during my last trip, I, wow. got the, uh, yeah, I had to, I traveled and I went to that village in the bush, and I saw the place where he's worshiping with the people who yeah. received Christ. And <laughs> they have 42 people already who have given That's their exciting. lives to Christ as the result of this program. So they are worshiping. Yeah, and it's, it's wonderful when you see how they are, the, the place, the, when you see how this guy is just happy in a place where uh, it's really hard to live, but he's making a very, very 
significant work. He's doing a very significant work there by, sh by making disciples. And I think well, the program that is going on now is really helping him to make disciples as well. So that's some of the results that we have already experienced, uh, seeing how disciples are being trained and they are taking initiative to talk to people about Jesus and people are giving their lives to Christ. And that's all the, the, the things that the Lord is doing. And uh, we really praise God for all of this. Yeah, lots of- So exciting, thanks for sharing. <laughs> yeah, we have heard about walking with um, Africa, and I it's so neat to meet someone and hear stories of how it's actually used and affecting people's lives and people coming yeah. to Christ. I, I've only heard about it through the app and heard that it was great. So yeah. I'm so glad you came on to share the story. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Yeah. I, I, I also loved how, I mean, you know, God put this on Young's heart. But he was, he's able to resource them to help them load the Jesus film mm. onto their tablet or phone. He brought a solar MP3 player to play some of the audios. He didn't get to share, but he went to a neighboring village that had some more believers and recorded in their heart language, I believe you said it was Tupuri, right? Yeah, um, yeah. Some worship songs. Wow. And he's translating and helping put it on there. So they have worship in the oh, Kera language. So cool. So like he's just resourcing the church and it's just simple, I mean, tools that we can load on a phone. And now this pastor in the middle of the bush has everything that Beyond had in his hand. Wow, yeah. that's um, amazing. And it's, so cool. that's, that's transferable. Yeah. That's what can scale. Yeah, I was gonna say scalable, it's, yeah, that's really exciting. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, and that's for, for the resourcing. Uh, people, more, more many people are using the Java phone. Uh, many are not using Android phone, and we've been able to convert the videos into 3GP, uh, and they are really using. When you give it to them, they are even the small phone. You see people giving, uh, sharing the gospel with the films, and uh, all the all the resources we have in the Jesus Film app when we download, uh, especially the Jesus film segments. Okay, yeah, those yeah. are great. And yeah. Yeah. Well, and you show me some pictures when you were training other pastors that are, you know, like Bush pastors that are in remote areas, how you use the Wi-Fi box so that they could then connect oh, very cool. and download these resources. <laughs> yeah, exactly. When we go when when we go out for, like for, for those who are having phones, um, Android phones or computers, yeah, I'm always carrying out with uh, going with uh, the the Wi-Fi box because all the films are inside there. Yeah. Yeah, and, uh, that's incredible. Yeah, thankfully, thankfully we have been able. One of our main challenge was to use the Jesus Film app uh, and download the film for the internet. From it is it is difficult. The Wi-Fi box has allowed us to do that. So now resourcing mm -hmm. them and giving them the Jesus Film app. And helping them download from the Wi-Fi box, not from the not from internet. And uh, yeah, and they are really using that. Yeah, it's so encouraging. Mm -hmm. The stories don't stop; it just keeps going. Um, yeah, well, but... we'd love to have you back again <laughs> and tell us more. 
Yeah, and I'm, 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 I'm expecting more from uh, from my last trip because I will be traveling on 18th or 19th of September, my next okay. trip. So uh, we've we've gone home. We've um, we finished the last trip, the last training with uh, many action points. Yes, especially to go and witness through the our testimonies. And uh, yeah, so we awesome. we're expecting more from the next trip. It's a it's, it's an intense program, but it's for 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 some months. I will finish maybe by the end of this year. For the first okay. experience and what's funny is he showed me he's like i just want five and uh the next time he came there was <laughs> 10 people there waiting going no we're, we're all in and on this last trip how many were there did you say they were like we're all in yeah the last the last the last one we had 15. yeah uh, wow. yeah exactly we started with five yeah uh, wow. we started with five and after the after those five experienced the training and uh, people have started seeing changes in their lives already. And uh, they started testifying how God has been faithful in their lives and how God has been using them after, after the training. When I got home, got back on my second trip, five more people added, came to the training and they said they don't want to be out of this. They, they want to be part of it. So I didn't know what to tell because I, I, I was like, okay, I just need five people. But... I could not send them, chase them away. Uh, <laughs> I accepted. Okay, then it's okay. But during my last trip here, uh, I don't know how to explain, but I got there and found five more people. That's they are not fifteen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. That's amazing. And uh, yeah, one of them just came as a result of the the transformation he's seen in one of the guys. Yeah, and uh, there are there are many testimonies about the, the life changing. That in few few weeks we've seen God working in people's life, mm -hmm. and especially I was talking about I was sharing last time the story of a man who is called Alfred, uh, who is a teacher in the village. Yes, uh, but who who was uh, recruited by the school, but he was not really being well paid, but uh the government was recruiting teachers for for schools and his name was part of those people he was recruited and for him to get his salary he needed to do some corruptions because that's something that is common in the country he needed yeah. to give money for his salary to be out mm. and he was preparing for that and uh, when i came for my second trip we we had to talk about the life of a disciple and how a disciple of Christ is supposed to be living and uh, not to be uh, getting involved into corruptions because he trusts God for, for everything. Yeah, this touched his heart and he refused to go through corruption. And when I, he, he decided not to give the money and he said, okay, no matter what happens, I'm going to just to bear it. And uh, during my last trip, he just got, he came with his wife and explained to me how the Lord has been faithful. He, he refused corruption, but God decided to help him. And he's hmm. he was able to get his salary without paying any fee, any, wow. any, without paying any money. 
So now he's living differently. Mm -hmm. That's great to hear. I really appreciate you all the way from across the world coming on. <laughs> it's pretty amazing. Thank you yeah. for doing that and taking the time out. It's great to hear your stories. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. If you enjoyed the Jesus Film podcast, Unheard Story, and would love to get more involved with Jesus Film, we would encourage you to sign up to be an enthusiast. You can do this and find out more information about it at www.jesusfilm.org slash enthusiasts. It's a really easy, simple thing, and you can help spread what the Jesus Film is doing to all your friends and family doing social media. It explains more on the website, but after you sign up, you'll get an image sent to you weekly with text to put with it, and then you post it every week. And that's about it. So learn more about this by checking out www.jesusfilm.org slash enthusiasts. Thank you for listening to the Jesus Film Project Podcast, The Unheard Story, where we tell stories that the world needs to hear.